You only get into out the game what you put into it, Shelley. Mm-hmm. And I put everything into it I could and still do for the people and for the people that I was playing for and the people that I was manager for. I didn't cheat them out of anything. So I put all my heart and soul to the extent that my family suffered. Do you regret that at all? Oh, yeah, I regret, oh, I regret it very much. Yeah. Somebody said the football is a matter of life and death to you. I said, listen, it's more important than that. Welcome back to Man Marking. We're now doing our preview episode for Series 2. Coming up in Series 2, we have, on the 11th of May, it's Aaron Connolly. Hey! We have Luke Moore. Hey! Hey! John Macken. Hey! Dr. Dan Parnell. Hey! Da, 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 Daniel Nardiello. Hey! And of course, and of course, without not forgetting, Neville's Cowball. Big energy. Big energy from the energy crew. I've obviously Ryan, Katie and Amp with me as usual. How are we guys? Spot on, mate, you. Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Not a bad lineup, that is it, for Series 2. Not bad at all. Not bad, is it? We probably won't get in that far aside, would I? So it's not bad. Well, that's it, mate. I mean... Luke Moore's doing well to get himself in there, I'm not going to lie. Um, number I've one. Never, I don't know anything about Dr. Dan Pyle's footballing abilities. Um, he did play for Shaft, so he's going to be decent. Well, that's it. Only the best play for Shaft. Although I think you played for Shaft in your aunt. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just leave it there. Um, so in terms of the individual guests, and who are you most looking forward to hearing from, Ed? Oh, to... A good one. I think uh, Aaron Connolly's will be probably my uh, most impactful one. I've had suicidal thoughts throughout a lot of my adult life. So I've always had plans. I've always sort of had three or four plans. I've always made plans just through my suicidal thoughts. So I knew what I was going to do and mine was to walk out in front of a train. That was my plan. Um, So I took myself to a train station and I tried to walk in front of a train and I couldn't. And don't like I don't know what it was. I've spoken about it before, obviously, but for some reason, something happened in my mind. Something happened in my brain. I don't know, but it was like my wee boy was shouting at me. I just heard daddy, and I genuinely, for a second, probably believed he was there, and that was just enough to stop me. In terms of my favourite one, that I think we did. Probably Luke Moore, but then it's going to be a bit embarrassing for us because I think we were a bit like fanboys, weren't we, me and you? So we were, yeah. So <laughs> no, I, I'm looking forward to them all though, Dan. I, I think out of, out of all of them, I think Aaron Connolly's will probably be the the one to get us kick started. Uh, really amazing interview and a really uh, amazing guy as well. Uh, followed him in the last couple of weeks on Twitter. Just a top fella, it seems. Um, a great family man and. And it, his, his interview is, is really heartwarming and uh, I think it'll have a, a great impact on, on the people who listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Aaron Connolly, former and, and current Scottish footballer. Uh, you mentioned Luke Moore there. We were fanboying. For those who don't know, Ant, can you give the, the listeners a little taste of who Luke Moore is? Not uh, uh, not former footballer Luke Moore. <laughs> yeah, so Luke Moore, um, he's a podcast, well, one of the podcast hosts of... Um, the Football Ramble, 
and he's been someone who's this is going to sound weird. He's been in my ears for a, a number of years now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds really seedy, but uh, no, he's he's just a really funny, uh, good guy who is part of one of the biggest independent podcasts in the country. I think they have like five hundred thousand downloads on their episodes. So um, yeah, no, he's a really really good good interviewer as well, and it was really fun to get to to get his thoughts on just life in general but you know jim jim campbell or often says oh you know it feels a bit it's a bit like a family you know and sometimes you really do you know you go out and you hurt the people that you love because you know you're frustrated or you feel close to them and you feel like you can get away with it but ultimately i've, I've never ever thought that their intentions have been dishonest or that they don't they don't respect it they don't because I know they respect it because they work so hard at it all the time that they, they must respect it. So once you put that to one side, it's it's kind of a bit easier. Um, Katie, I'm going to guess that you're, as a, as a, as a self-confessed blue nose, Neville yeah. Sackle's your, the one you're looking forward to the most. Oh, absolutely. Big Nev is the one that I am really excited about because, well, first of all, I don't know that much about football. I'm learning very quick with you lads. But obviously know about Big Nev. I was a toffee girl when I was younger. I've met him. My dad adores him. And I've heard from multiple people that he is just, he's just the greatest guy. He uses his platform to support other people. Um, and he's straight talking. And he's my kind of human. Well, because he's talking about, and I, and I think I come from an age where, um, you know, my dad went through a war. Um, he, he got bayoneted, he lost his lung, he got shot. Um, he came back, never said a word about it, ever. You know, and when I, when I, when I, as I've got older and I've talked to other people, you know, you know I don't honestly understand what was going through his head, to be fair. You know, you, how how would you cope with that? I have no idea. And then obviously, the way things have worked out, you know, I've seen a lot of young players come through Everton who were either uh, nowhere near ready psychologically for what it was going to take. And it's just built from there, really. And obviously, working in the field that I work now, I've done, I've worked with kids for, you know, a long, long time. And, and we've got a really ridiculous way of treating kids in this country where we put the education first and the child second mm. a man or a woman but I, but I think you know when I first got in the team or first started playing football I was 12 when I made my debut and everybody just said look if the, uh, you never show it just crack on and it was that you, you, you were fed a, a thing where you weren't supposed to show any weaknesses whatsoever um, Ryan yeah um, I'm one of them annoying people that when you ask what's your favourite song or movie I never answer because I hate having favourites and I'm quite kind of like this with season two I don't like picking but Daniel Nardiello I wasn't on that one although I did listen in and I found him very interesting um, and I think the transition for him to become a financial advisor was a story that that's good for people to hear I think People assume that footballers just stay within football and become coaches or agents or whatever it may be. And he obviously saw he needed a career change at sort of late 20s, early 30s, and he's, he's made a successful transition. So I think his story is really good, especially considering he came from United's academy, similar to John Mackin. Yes, he's, I mean, 
the ones that have got the contracts they aren't too worried about, obviously, because they've got a two, three-year contract, whatever it may be. The lads that I've spoken to that are coming towards the end of their deal, it is a worry for them because there's nothing their agents can do. There's nothing they can do. They don't even know if the season's going to finish. They don't know if their contracts are going to be extended. They don't know if they'll be able to leave on a free or, you know, they might have clubs that are ready to sign them and they've got the worry of getting injured without a contract. It, it's... It's it's a real difficult one for the for the football lads, um, and half of them they don't they don't know what to do with themselves all this time as well. They're just twiddling their thumbs at home trying to keep as fit as possible. So yeah, and Doctor Dan, Dan Parnell, who a lot of people might not know who he is unless they're sort of in the inner circles of football, but he's going to bring a really interesting take on what goes on in football and how football needs to sort of keep up its pace with societal changes. I think Dan gives you a great insight that us as football fans probably don't even think of. Uh, the thought process and the analytical side that goes into changing rules and the direction in which the sport goes in. And he's part of the football collective, which is like an open forum for like-minded people to share advice and to share information with each other for people doing PhDs and those type of things. So I really enjoyed uh Dan's as well, and I think a lot of people will learn a lot from listening to that. So to answer your question, can, does football do enough? I think I think football does an awful lot and does a lot that it's it's able to do. Um, when it comes to to tackling big public health issues, the last thing I want to be turning around to is relying on on my local Premier League club to be delivering my public health because some of those. Clubs have challenges. Have challenges uh, in managing themselves. Never mind managing public health from my area. Uh, John Macken, Dan, because I think anyone who's going to listen to that interview uh, will probably quickly realise I, I pretty much fell in love with him when I was asking him questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was commented on in our WhatsApp group that I was chatting him up, but um, he, he was great. He was he was brilliant. Um, um, there was a bit of a debate at the end about whether it's a uh, a steak and kidney pie or a steak and kidney pudding but other than that he was a, he was a top man well I think you were put well and truly in your place on that and <laughs> I absolutely was yeah John what's your um, what's your favourite chippy tea favourite chippy tea you know what I've got I like chips peas and gravy but I also like pudding chips and gravy when you say pudding you mean a pie don't you no I mean steak and kidney pudding right okay <laughs> <laughs> so you've been told. right in your place there, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I think unfortunately, given that the that John Macham was strong with the beard game on that particular occasion, I'd have to back him at this point, mate. I'm I'm, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, so plenty to be looking forward to with series two. So the first episode will be out on Monday, the 11th of May, with Aaron Connolly. Second episode with Luke Moore on the 18th of May. And then we'll go back to the normal phase, the Monday routine. John Macken, Dan Parnell, Dan Nardiello. And finishing on the 1st of June with Big Neville Southall. So, yeah, so Series 2 will be starting on Monday, Monday 11th of May. Get it in your ears and all the usual places. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever any of the other podcast places are. And if you've been enjoying Series 1, then share it with your friends, with your family. Uh, give it a little like, give it a share. Find us on the Twitter, which is at Mark and underscore man. And we'll see you on Monday the 11th of May for Aaron Connolly.